0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Sensi Brewcast. It's the voice of Craft, and we're uh, we're guerrilla style. Although I think everybody knows that we're here right now. <laughs> if you ever want, looks. if you ever want to feel incredibly uh, uh, self-conscious, uh, show up to a uh, a tap room. Uh, I guess we can call this a tap room. We'll we'll talk about that. But um, and put headphones on and put a microphone in front of your face, and uh, immediately you feel like everybody is staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> the the only thing that is more awkward, uh, and something that I've learned in the last, um, I don't know, year or two with the uh, the growth of um, YouTube and my YouTube channel that I'm working on, make sure you go subscribe to that. Um, is the the vlogging lifestyle? There are not a lot of vloggers in Cincinnati that you run into, but if you want to feel even more awkward. Um, do this, but do it with a camera pointed back at you while you talk to that camera by yourself. It's incredibly awkward.
1: <laughs> Adds another level of uh, self-consciousness. It is.
0: It's yeah. it's, it's it's crazy. Uh, this is this is a cool episode. This is a fun one. I do these every once in a while where we just kind of, like I said, show up somewhere and uh, and just start recording and talk about a place. Kind of without that place knowing, not not kind of without that place knowing that we're going to be here. It's a um, a little different kind of peek into what uh, our impression of that is. It's also a different type of episode that I like to do every once in a while. I like to put the word out on social media and I uh, say, hey, anybody who listens to the show that wants to hang out and have a beer and um, and, and talk about something. Uh, hit me up. You don't know what we're gonna talk about, but um we we'll, are gonna do a show and you hit me up and mm-hmm. and said, Yeah, I'm 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 game for, for whenever and we set it up about a month ago or so and uh yep. put it on the calendar and, and here we are. Introduce yourself, let people know who you are. Sure. Yeah. So uh reached out to the gnarly gnome about a month
1: ago on Twitter and I'm Nathan Stewart. Uh, I've been in Cincinnati now for thirteen years, been homebrewing for since about 2003, so it's 18, 19 years now. Um, so we are at the Listerman Trailhouse, and you know Listerman is where you know I went for my homebrew supplies here in Cincinnati. It's uh, been the birth of a lot
0: of, a lot of. A lot of actual breweries, a lot of a lot of hobbyists, a lot of home brewers. Like every, all roads lead to Listerman, I think is what Cincinnati mm-hmm. Magazine wrote a few yeah. years back, and it really is true. Right, but So it is, I, it is a good spot. I remember, you know, when they first started brewing, and they had the what
1: Enter the Beagle. I think it was one of their yep, first yeah. uh, pale ale, or it was an IPA. I don't. That was an IPA. Yeah, yeah they had a
0: whole series of IPAs that were all Beagle themed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, yeah, so I I had not been to the Trailhouse yet, and that's why I was kind of interested in
0: coming here and uh and checking it out um and we will definitely dive into our impressions of what this place is and mm-hmm. maybe even what it's not and where it hits where it misses that kind of thing but uh first before we do anything we definitely need to uh, to drink a beer because uh it's it's a beer podcast and that's what we do and i always hate this part i have to guess which button it is because they're not labeled i think it's mm. this one there we go <laughs> um our Our first beer, uh, we have different beers (laughs) because uh, we were getting our flights and uh, one of the beers kicked. So um, I've got the beer Leicht, Leicht, uh, however you want to pronounce it, Um, and you've got the the Soto, Um, both of which I think we've talked about a little bit on the show, but I don't think we've actually drank either one of these on the brewcast before. Um, We tried to get a flight that kind of – Spanned the different sides of I think what Listerman is because for me uh, the Trailhouse is a new side of Listerman that we haven't ever seen before because it didn't really exist before they opened this tap room so I kind of wanted to do that with the beer too and kind of talk a little bit about uh, who Listerman is today and um, and and how. How these different beers kind of represent those different sides of their personality, but um you got D- the, the the Soto. So
1: yeah, the Soto. I mean, it's it's. So we didn't read about this one, but it is supposed to be a pilsner. It's made it's for some, the Soto. some kind of a lager. I, yeah. I don't
0: know if it's specifically a pilsner or if it's just a, a an American law. I don't know what they mm-hmm. call it exactly, but it is. um it, It's it. They make it for Soto, which is a, a mm-hmm. restaurant um pasta. They make their own pasta, so it's you know. Crisp, easy drinking, probably Italian Pilsner, maybe. Could be. Um, An Italian Pilsner is is weird, though. Italian Pilsner could just be a Pilsner made in Italy, kind of like Peroni or something. I don't think there's anything special about that beer. Or it could be what people are now calling Italian Pilsners, which is a dry hopped Pilsner, um, which I think is what A Whole New World, which I actually think they have on tap right now, too. I think that's a... Dry hopped pilsner. So I think that's actually an Italian pilsner. <laughs> <I> <laughs> this no one, idea. this one says pale lager. So, well, kind of so like, like a, Heineken, a Euro lager yeah. kind of thing. So, it's probably more in line with Peroni or something like that. Uh, what do you think? Well, it definitely has a, a kind of a
1: assertive bitterness in the background. Um, it's clean. I mean, I think they do a good job with their pil- their their lagers in general.
0: They do great. Yeah. I um, the the beer leicht is uh is crisp, light, nice, and easy drinking. Uh, When I am going to grab pizza, which is what this place centers around as pizza, I I want something like this beer. I want something that's light and crisp and easy drinking and um, probably not as IPA and Mm -hmm. pastry stout as what Listerman kind of became known for for so long now. I I would love to kind of, should have pulled up some notes to figure out when that kind of happened, when... Uh, the, the the New England IPA releases started, when the Pastry Stouts really started. Um, it was about four or five years ago, because I remember that f- one of the first ones was that monkey. Um, oh, Brass Monkey. Yeah, the Brass Monkey. Yeah, Brass Monkey and Brass Monkey Junkie. Um, they had the uh, the Biggie and Pac uh, <laughs> release. Like that, that whole thing just kind of exploded for them and really built this new personality that I think a lot of people... Now a lot of craft beer drinkers now recognize them for. Whereas for me, you know, when I think of Listerman, I think back to those early days of you know the homebrew shop, the uh, the tap room with the, the janky bar that was wobbly with you know like all of that stuff. Even back when Dan was making the beer and you had you could only buy it in the the bombers and yeah, like I was that's, just to say the bombers. That's what I remember, and to me that's that's the Listerman personality that I connect to very um uh very deeply.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to just jump right in and say I walked into this the trail house which is
0: is it just it's shiny and bright and new. Right. and I was I was
1: not anticipating that.
0: Three words that all of all three of those words would never be something that I would ever associate with Listerman prior to this. Yeah, um, you still
1: get a warm fuzzy feeling when you go on Listerman, but this is like a new uh it
0: just is uh it's, it's it's a restaurant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's pretty. Is how how does that m- make
1: you feel? I think I was I I, I don't want to say I don't know if duped is the right word. I just I was thinking trail house. I'm thinking uh, I, I'm just gonna. see... I, I think it's gonna be like you you're in somebody else's creaky wood floors. Yeah, exactly,
0: and um. Yeah, I mean even even the the it's beautiful. The bar is yeah. gorgeous. Their tile work and the the really beautiful tap system in the back and like it's it's gorgeous. I it, I don't know that it says anything that I identify as Listerman, which mm. maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. Maybe that is kind of the 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 way Listerman can kind of start to shift and grow into uh this new world of craft beer. I'm curious. So for a long time, uh, Listerman had uh, Listerman, and then Triple Digit were kind of two brands right. under the Listerman umbrella, which has kind of gone away. You know, Triple Digit is, is a part of the Listerman beers now, but um, I I kind of wish that this was a different brand under Listerman, like, um, uh, and I can't think of another good example to, to, to give, especially locally, but take your, take your, your logger side of the business and your more approachable side of the business and turn that into something else and turn right. this into the home of that and well, kind of let that live on its, on its own. Nine giant has something like that,
1: right? They have sort their, they um, the fermentorium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, I mean, they're not brewing on the premise here, right? So no, they're just no. wheeling up the street. Right. Um, I don't know if there's space for it.
0: Yeah. I mean, probably not. I mean, this is a pretty yeah big, uh, restaurant. Um, I don't know that you. There's no reason you couldn't have roped off a part of it and put in like a little tiny kind of pilot system, something that still made it a brewery and kind of. But that's the other thing you think about with Listerman
1: is is they're kind of building from the, the welding it all together and, and making their yeah. own system.
0: Like it would be bright and shiny here too. Sure, and I, and, I, and, and maybe that's I, I, and I, that's why like give it that personality, let mm-hmm. it. Again, I don't know that I would. I still don't know that I would call it Listerman, though. I would. I would mm. give it its own uh, spinoff brand of mm. um, of something under Listerman. I don't know what that would be, but
1: yeah, I mean the loggers. That you're right. It could be a good, good transition because they're loggers they, they are
0: nailing that light. Yeah, lager. Like the the, the beer is great here. The, like this this is a great space. Uh, from what I've heard, the pizza I, I haven't had any of the pizza here, but um, I've heard the pizza's great. Um, it is like that pizza oven's cool mm-hmm. <laughs> it 's a massive pizza oven behind like a um, like a big almost wraparound bar kind of thing that is, serves as the kitchen uh, so you you 're it 's the center of the room like you you, you definitely see it you know. mm-hmm. it just needs needs personality and i true i i think that that is it doesn 't have any real personality right now and i maybe that'll come over time too like it'll start to kind of develop some of that but um and do we know i don't know when this opened exactly uh so the the trail house itself opened last year or the year before it was two years ago i guess it's been that long it has to be i don't think no it was definitely last year um Oh one or tw- 2021, yeah I don't remember ex- exactly specifically let I me mean, look at my notes one well
1: and it's it's a lot different from when I was thinking they were going to open the place downtown and the the German beer hall kind of feel just seemed yeah I can see Listerman doing that yeah it's it and f- fitting into that personality yeah and a then more. and then when a trailhouse again I'm I, you know in my head I'm thinking you know it's I was thinking it was going to be closer to. Um, uh, is it Montgomery? No, just up the road. I was thinking it was farther into towards like Hyde Park and Oakley area, but uh, it's really right around the corner. And I mean, it would be a good spot after a Xavier game to come and grab beers because the Listerman area, the,
0: the original place gets pretty packed and you're, well, you yeah, know, and you're like fighting for... If if you're wanting to, like if I'm wanting to, to, to take my wife out for dinner or something, She's not gonna want to go to Lister, man. Like I, I know that they've got you know the their food option is opening there. Hopefully soon, the uh, the Just Frites, you know, and mm-hmm. it's and fine. I, there's food. There's beer. It's it's and, you know there's plenty of seating. It's good for kids, but it's also it isn't a restaurant. Whereas mm. this is like it, it is a different type of. Um, and I could see my kids having less
1: less trouble here, you know. But they did have the video games at the other
0: place too. Yeah, I, I can see. Uh, my kids are, are younger than your kids. My kids are still in full-on terrorist mode. <laughs> I would feel more comfortable taking my kids there than I would here, but I would feel better taking my wife here. Than <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, yeah. very complicated. Yeah, it's, it's,
1: it does add another dimension to their to their game. Um, and like you said, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here because it, it you can see those places having specializing in loggers or yeah, um, and that seems to be the trend that we're going into like 2022 is is a lot of these brewers
0: are figuring out their how to make loggers work so when you look at places that have opened multiple tap rooms or multiple locations around cincinnati obviously uh, the two biggest ones would be braxton and march 1st they have both multiple spots around town um and they did it in very different ways. March 1st kind of goes more on that different brands for different locations, be it because they're buying a new place Mm -hmm, or because mm -hmm. they are just branding places differently. Um, and it enables those places to have different personalities. True. Uh, Braxton kind of the same idea. They're opening multiple Braxton tap rooms, but each one has its own identity, be it, Uh, You know, Cincinnati, which is taking on kind of the personality that Labs had before Labs closed Mm -hmm, recently, mm -hmm. um, or the Barrel House, which is clearly branded towards barrel aging. And not that they don't have other beers, but the space grows in its own way and kind of develops its own thing. And uh, It kind of goes with fitting
1: of your, you know, gorilla setup tonight where, you know, Listerman's doesn't have the same branding and marketing that... Like Braxton. Sure. Uh, coming out of the Brandery. Right? I think they came out of, the, they, they just, they had that, you know, that every can tells that story. Right. Um, Braxton's like, we're going or Listerman's
0: just, we're going to do it our way. Right. You know, dance Dan Listerman. Well, they have kind of started to figure that out over time. Mm hmm. This was, to me, the first, uh, uh, the first kind of shocking, <laughs> not, not in a bad way, no. shocking thing from this new era of Listerman that I saw that I'm like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. I didn't anticipate that this would be <laughs> what the next <laughs> move for Listerman would be. Yeah, not, it's not bad. No, I, I, you know, but
1: it's yeah. It just doesn't seem that you know Listerman's been doing this for a long time, and this is this is the
0: first bright shiny new toy. Yeah. No. And, it, 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 and maybe that's it too. It's a little, a little too polished for what I want from Listerman. <laughs> uh, let's, let's yeah. drink another beer and yep. let's talk about um, how you got into. Um, sure. Craft drinks so let's go. I think let's, 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 let's go nutcase. Okay. Next. um Cause this was um, one of my early memories of Listerman was when nutcase and, and Chicao too, at mm. the same time when they came out, Nutcase, especially, I still think is one of the best peanut butter beers that I have ever had. I, yeah, I say that have having not had Nutcase in a while. I hope it still tastes as good as I remember mm-hmm. it tasting. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it, this is this is kind of this throws back to homebrew
1: roots of like just. Oh, it smells. I'm, so I'm good. gonna I'm gonna throw peanut butter in a beer. Why not?
0: Um, and the the problem is like there's a lot of people that have tried to make peanut butter beers. Mm-hmm. And that peanut butter flavor comes off fine, but the beer suffers. You get beer that doesn't have any head to it. It mm-hmm. doesn't have any body to it. Like, it's just, you lose something in the beer because you're putting nuts, which are high in oil and all kinds of crap in there, too. But this is still a, a beer with a big peanut butter character mm-hmm. to it. And it's yeah, still it's just a, as good as I remember it being. It's American delicious. Porter, um,
1: peanut butter porter. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it still is really good. And this you can find in four-packs
0: around yeah. the city pretty it's easily. one of, if, if you can say that there is anything that is a core beer from Listerman, this is definitely one of those beers mm-hmm. that kind of fits mm-hmm. that, um, that category.
1: But yeah, your, your question, I, I got into brewing right when I turned 21, I saw a thing
0: in the Athens, I went to Ohio University in the Athens news. It is, it, The amount of times that we've had people on the show that went to that school, yeah, that yeah. ended up in somehow in the beer yeah. community is yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs>
1: what are you trying to say? <laughs> uh, I don't know, I don't know <laughs> what yeah, it
0: yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, so,
1: after I got done with Natty Light, uh, we, yeah, I saw I was like, I can make my own. And uh, so, I went there that week, I think that I turned 21, and I was like, I want to make my own beer. And um, the first one was, you know, some amber, and right. it's like, yeah, kind of, but, you know, you made it, so that was the right. cool thing. And your friends all think it's cool because it's free. You know, they don't really, they, right. they don't, you know. And uh, and so since then I've been, you know, I tried, I brewed more without, before kids, obviously. Right. Now I'm lucky if I get four or five sessions in a year. Um. But the whole the whole thing is interesting and you're making something. You know, a lot of our jobs these days, you're not having anything tangible at the right. end. So it's nice to have something you can watch and, and kind of baby and see what comes out and, and then... um and, and then
0: you've got this beer on tap that's you know you made. So, yeah, so I I drifted the, like away from that as I've you know as craft beer has exploded. I yeah. you know I I'm I'm fine at brewing. I, I can make beer that's okay. Yeah. But I can't come close to what these other people are doing. Why has it kind of still stuck with you mm. as mm. as this has all happened? As you can just you can drive down to your gas station down yeah. from your house and get great beer. True. Why yeah, still make it. It doesn't
1: stop me from buying new stuff and trying new right. beers. Um, I did get away from brewing IPAs because it's just so hard to get as, it seems like as good a hops as these places are getting and, and the utilization they're getting out of it on, on the brew day right. and dry hopping and all that without oxidizing the beer. Um, so, you know, I'm making like a, uh, saisons that you can't get around as, as, as relatively, um, and uh, let's see. What else is recently? Like a, a Duvel clone recently. So that's
0: funny. To me, when craft beer started to get really big, it was be, it was before the craft beer boom, obviously. And it was because people wanted those styles that you couldn't find. You know, mm-hmm. you, you couldn't go, like you said, a Saison or, you know, English styles, things like that, that you would the brew pubs that did exist, it was those same four or five styles that, you know, mm. your fruited wheat and your you know, your blond Blondale and a, right. you know, you know, Porter maybe, but like some of those other kind of, um, uh,
1: other, Niche, you know, yeah. Yeah,
0: those other styles. Then we went through this, this phase where every brewery had those other styles. <laughs> yeah. And now we're kind of drifting back to that thing where we're inundated with, uh, New England IPAs and pastry stouts and lactose that and mm-hmm. this and lactose mm-hmm. that and Skittles and this and, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're almost getting back to that point where it's like, oh, I, I can't get the style that I want easily, so why not just make it myself? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, I, it's just fun to
1: experiment with yeast and, and, and try different malts and try different hops. And, and, and again, I'm not doing too many IPAs because, like I said, it's, it, it's, it, they cost a lot of money. You know, and I just don't. I I feel like I'd rather just go pick up a four pack somewhere, right. or go to go to a place like this. Which again, we kind of struck out. It's the, for the uh, <laughs> New England
0: IPAs here. Yeah, that we didn't even mention that. There. Uh, that we have one, and it no, we didn't even get that yeah. one. Oh, because it, yeah, we've <laughs> it was, it was on the one sheet, but, uh, um, wasn't actually on tap. There are no New England IPAs on tap at Listerman uh, trail. It house. is,
1: it is a rare, that's the other surprising thing is a rare moment,
0: but maybe that's not, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's what this is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like I, when they first started talking about the German beer hall, yeah. um, the idea was the traditional styles would be there. The more nerdy kind of styles would be down the street mm-hmm. here at, mm-hmm. uh, at, at the original tap room. Um, yeah. So maybe this is the first sign that they are getting to that, to where... I, yeah, and I, I'm not disappointed at all with the, the, the
1: beer selection. You know, I think, I'm not. I mean, yeah, great I think beer it's, up there. Yeah, and I, I thought, you know, I, I was kind of
0: coming excited to try some of the lagers. I feel like if, again, going back to that branding, if it says Listerman on the side of the building, when you walk in here, mm-hmm. there should be at least one pastry stout and there should be at least one New England IPA. Mm-hmm. Because that's that that is part of what mm-hmm. Listerman is. Mm-hmm. Maybe the rest is is loggers or traditional styles or something. Um, I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah. Going back to that branding, what is this?
1: But I I do I you know the the nutcase is spot on. Like you said, the the only so other bad. one I had recently is this is it Sagamuck or the, the there's one from Michigan that has um, some peanut butter. Yeah, uh, Sagatuk. They I know the that was good, but it. it this it was a little fuller bodied. I, think. I still think this
0: um, it finishes pretty dry. It it sits right in that perfect mm-hmm. realm for me of uh, not that it's not that it's not peanut butter heavy because it's very peanut butter heavy, but it is still a peanut butter beer mm-hmm. instead of being all about the peanut butter. Which I feel like some people have kind of lost that that balance idea in a beer. And again, again that's it's a horrible example because this is very peanut butter heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is still somehow balanced like the peanut butter finds a perfect role in the beer if that makes sense to anybody listening
1: and i wonder if it's changed much over the years cuz it still seems it still it, seems pretty similar I re-
0: it, it tastes like i remember it tasting mm. so i i'm sure it's changed a little bit mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Um, not enough that um, i think it's lost that that personality mm-hmm. i'm i'm really happy with that one that's yeah yeah
1: i think i think it they they have this homebrew a little bit of homebrew mentality of like we're just gonna mess around and throw something in there and with well, the fryer bacon you know everyone that yeah. stuck around so yeah. long yeah <laughs> which i don't i'm i'm not a fan but
0: <laughs> a lot of people aren't no there uh, there is one big fan and that would yeah. be dan Listerman. <laughs> well, he pays the bills so um, i think that uh he probably said it on the show of um you know i i don't i don't really care what they make they can make whatever they want if they think it's gonna sell put it on but make fire bacon. <laughs> <laughs> so do we think he has a
1: keg in the basement of that? Just Oh, I uh, guarantee it, there's, it's... there's
0: kegs sitting all over the place that are yeah. just his. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it, when you own a brewery, you should get some of that, uh, those perks that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this one reason I own a brewery is so I can get the beer that I want. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, um, I think in general, they, they do a great job. It's, it's, again, the, maybe this will warm up to me, the couple more beers we have, but it just is a, yeah, it just is a just shiny.
0: It's also good to it's, like it's and, and we have headphones on, so it's hard to really get a sense of the, uh, the atmosphere right now, but like it feels quiet. It feels uh, calm and subdued, which again is not what I expect from Listerman, you know, like, and I, I think that that is the thing that is hard for me is that when you say Listerman, I have something that I already feel that that is and so when you walk into this place it isn't that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like that's that's okay Mm -hmm. but i have that preconceived notion when i walk in that i'm expecting something um and i think that's 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 the problem for me I i would be curious if there's regulars that just come here to have a beer Versus down the street, mm-hmm. um, be it because it's closer. I mean, I don't know how, how many people this is closer for than, than down there that are, you know, walking over here or something. Mm-hmm. But um, I would be curious to to really just kind of hang out here. Like, I want to show up every day for a month just to <laughs> see what people are here and, and what they're doing. and The regulars. Understand, yeah, understand what it is. Yeah. And so you said this was a pizza place before. Yeah. It okay. was uh, the Del- 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 Delicio, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, cold Fire pizza. Okay. I think.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, the bar, the bar. I mean the taps look like Listerman in general, like the same. I feel like they have the same yeah. layout, uh, and obviously the handles. You know, those it's are easier in replace. Much fancier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the, the background, I just can't stop just staring at the back of the bar because it's it's not got that wooden rustic feel of
0: what I of what I'm used to. Yeah. Even
1: though before, when Listerman first started serving on draft, didn't they just have a little little like stand?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was integrators and mm-hmm. then a portable bar that mm-hmm. it, if you leaned on it, it would fall over. Um, and over time they just, and it still isn't, nothing is ever done there. <laughs> like it's And that's part of the charm of it is that nothing's done. It's always this work in progress, this uh, kind of going back to that homebrew mentality of like, just always tinkering with stuff and trying to figure things out. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, it's like you, you pull the sheet off, and it's boom, we have a, a restaurant that mm-hmm. has beer. And I, I, that's fine. That's, that that's, that's a normal way to do things, but it's not what I expect. Again, going back to that same idea, it's not what I expect from mm-hmm. Listerman. And I mean. I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know how Listerman fans feel about that. I don't know.
1: Yeah. And I don't know how you could, aside from taking the triple digit, uh, Aside and trying that uh, its own a place, brand. I don't know how I don't know what it would feel like. That might feel wrong too if it was, you know, Dan's, yeah. or like what? How Ooh. would you? What, Ooh, that's
0: know. that's a good point, Dan's place. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like what? <laughs> it, it would just be all smoke beers, <laughs> right? Well, yeah, yeah, but I yeah, I don't know what you would call, and still have that same vibe. That's a good point. Would that make it? Would that feel disingenuous and kind of fake too? If you tried mm-hmm. to slap some other brand on it and. Put Listerman beer. Yeah, man, that's that's interesting. I mm, that's, I haven't thought about it from that perspective. Um, uh, let's drink another beer. I yeah. l- <laughs> All right, should we go? Uh, what is God's sweet little doodle? It's a pastry a, style, right? Yeah, I think you got to go Boats uh, yeah, of Goes. This is yeah. uh, Berliner. Um, Sour so fruited Goes, 7.8%. Oh, 7.8% for yeah. so, so that's a big one for the idea of i'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here yeah. because um that's that's the way it works goza was always supposed to be a light easy drinking uh, crisp summery kind of style it was supposed to be a light wheat beer uh it happened to have salt because of the region it was brewed in uh it was in the water it was just there it was not a salted beer it also wasn't from my understanding, and you guys can send me emails and correct me if I you think I'm wrong. Um, it was also was not a sour beer. It just happened to have a little bit of a tartness because of, again, the the time it was being brewed in and some of the uh, brewing practices of that, that, that era. Um, what a Goza is has changed dramatically. Yeah, <laughs> I some think of the in imperial- the imperial... <laughs>
1: Gozas that are coming yeah. out. It, the idea just, of an
0: imperial Goza in itself is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: I, that was what I think it goes back to, um, it was like usually three and a half percent. Yeah. I mean, they were yeah. they were light and refreshing and lots of like what, um, champagne kind of sure. effervescent. And uh, I am I'm, I'm st- I tend to stay away from the, the bigger Gozas and the super fruited Gozas just because, it's it's not what i'm used to i i <laughs> like that um but but i you know this one seems worthy to try yeah
0: that being said it's delicious yeah it is good um it is uh, i feel like it needs its own category there i feel that about a lot of categories now though they're um being kind of forced into the pre-existing um something that maybe It doesn't need to be in its its own Yeah, the mangoes really come through, and I think it works well with that sabro hop. Yeah, super summery. It's good. Easy drinking. I don't get much of the vanilla or lactose. I I get get a little little bit bit just kind of as a... uh, A little bit of like a creamy kind of thing at the very end, maybe. Mm. That's good. I like that. Um, But I I want... uh, um, 4% version of it though. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that 7.8 is going to sneak up.
1: I don't I don't taste that. It doesn't come through really hot or anything.
0: No, it's it's good. And I I, I think the uh vanilla lactose kind of thing kind of helps that too. That sweetness kind of helps battle back the uh the booziness that maybe um you might hit otherwise. <laughs> but yeah, I think of the Goza
1: style as that um a bottle uh like a three and 53 milliliter bottle yeah. that you just pop in it. it pshhh, Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 the German, I mean, what would the right heights say about this? Right. Yeah. You know, they, they would right. be, they would be up in arms, um, over a sour fruited goza <laughs> yeah that
0: Dry hopped. Yeah. Mean, <laughs> when you, when you think of Listerman, if you had to, narrow it down to a beer style that you think is Listerman. Is there something that pops into mind Mm. or for you? Um, Well, going back to the, the brass monkey that in the
1: last five, six years here in Cincinnati, that's what I would say is that they kind of set the bar
0: for New England IPA before that. I would have said probably Chacao. Chacao. Chacao is still kind of where I, where I lean, but I know that that is not Mm. who Listerman is today. Um,
1: yeah, and I think anymore, um, more they kind of just are that that pre-pro logger as well has been out for a while. Yeah. Um, they seem to be kind of running that light logger
0: game again. Yeah, I mean, and I think that there's a lot of places trying to do that. Um, it's it's interesting that you know Listerman has been around for so long at this point that they're able to go back to kind of some of those things that maybe they started on um, and kind of embraced that side of their personality and kind of try to reinvigorate that side of, mm-hmm. of the business and yeah, instead I, of trying to recreate themselves necessarily. Yeah, I
1: mean, I don't know if with hop, um, hop fatigue and everybody just kind of moving away from that. I don't know if it's a price thing as well. Hops, harvest and
0: yeah, I don't, I don't even know that it's price at all that, that as far as the drinkers um, um
1: and, and just making a beer like that and,
0: yeah, I, I i think it's, I really think it is um, craft beer drinkers are getting tired of, of chasing big, bold new flavors. They just want to sit down and have a beer, especially, and I don't know how much this factors into it. This is, might be just my bullshit that's in my head, but as we come out of... Uh, the last couple of years of, of COVID and everybody being separated and not sitting next to each other at a bar and across from a bartender and, and, and uh, drinking with people. Like I, th- I think that people are more desperate now than ever to just sit around and have a beer and, and just or several beers, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and just have that kind of uh, that, that community aspect of Drinking, drinking culture, I guess. Mm -hmm. We lost that for a while, and I think that bigger beers make it harder to have that as far as um, when you're out and about in your daily life. I think... It helps to test out, you know, what your flavor, your palate is
1: when you're bouncing it off other people. Like, are you tasting that? This is what I'm thinking it is. And again, if you're only sitting by yourself and drinking 10%.
0: Yeah, but I I uh, think that people are almost not wanting to sit around and talk about oh. beer as much now. Mm-hmm. I think that people are just wanting to sit around and drink together mm-hmm. and just just be laugh. Like, yeah, just be out drinking. Mm-hmm. Like I think that the the not that it's not the nerd culture is probably not the right way to put this when it comes to beer, but that the nerd culture of beer of sitting around and, and picking apart a part of beer. Mm-hmm. I don't think everybody or I don't think the majority of people anymore want that side of it right now. Mm-hmm. I think that people just want to sit around and have an experience with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, And I think that lighter, easier drinking beer makes that more approachable and, and easier for a bigger variety of people. Well,
1: and, and, and going back to the homebrew, like, it's pretty hard to
0: make a light,
1: light lager, Sure, latte. especially but on a home... Uh, yeah. The smaller the scale, the harder that gets too. And, and that's one of the styles I never mess with. I think I tried one uh, lager and it just, I was trying for victory Prima pills, which is one of my favorites. And it just, <laughs> right. you know, it did not turn out is like, it wasn't bad, but it just wasn't what I wanted, you right. know? And because it's just so hard to get that same thing that, you know, I, I'm surprised a lot of these places are doing it because the dedicated space and time it takes to make a, make a lager, you know, well, we could, some
0: places are cheating a little bit. Ah, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> well, you could turn out, you know, three, three different ales in the same time right. frame. Um, it is impressive, and I know there's new yeasts that are making it more making it easier, but it's still it's just. But in, there's no place to hide, you know. If you mess there, up.
0: there are also places that are almost priding themselves on doing it a little bit the hard way, you know. Be it through, you know, we see it here in town. We've we've got we have box season. We've got Oktoberfest season. There's people that are decocting and doing all kinds of stupid stuff that. Mm-hmm. Arguably, you don't need to do anymore mm-hmm. like, there are other ways to achieve some of that same thing please yeah. don't send. Me, um, yeah. please don't send me your emails yeah. i get it i know it's not the same yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there are places that do do things the shorter quote-unquote mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. that make great beers you got modified malts now that you don't need to do. <laughs> I, but, I'm going to get an email. Yeah, it's. <laughs> right, it, <laughs> it. I know that. I know that Andy Reynolds down at Alexander is going to send me a text as soon as he listens. I mean, it doesn't taste the same. I know. I know it doesn't. I'm not saying it does. <laughs> yeah, but it's your average average guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, but, and that's the Like there are there are places that are that are making really great German style lagers ish we'll put it that way mm-hmm. that that taste fine that that work fine mm-hmm. um that aren't going through all of that hassle mm-hmm. um there are also places and I, you know since i called them out so alexander is a good example of it braxton is a great example of it, Of places that are sometimes doing things a little bit harder than they need to do it to get something that satisfies this other side of that personality of, of mm-hmm. who you are as a brewer and I, I like that I, I i think that that's important for yeah you to uh, for beer. That. yeah right. you
1: have to respect that and i think in you know i'm not originally from cincinnati but the the, the german side that, that you come in here and you feel it they they want that right you know they want that classic Bachfest, oktoberfest
0: it's 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 weird though too like it's almost like uh we we for some reason in Cincinnati we feel like we have to do things the hard way sometimes um, be it with our beer or our sports or whatever like other like we don't want things the easy way we want to we want to we want to earn our uh, our our role in any of that and so when you think of other
1: cities is th- where does Cincinnati fall on, on the brew scene. And clearly I'm biased. I think we're the best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) But I, I recognize that there's great beer happening all across the country. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the way it has developed here in Cincinnati and the way it is growing is very different than other cities though. I think that it is, uh, be it the German culture or whatever it is, I feel like it's at the core of who we are as a city. Like I think it runs really deep in the city and for that reason, maybe alone, mm-hmm. I think it is different than anywhere else. I think that um, it's it's way more genuine here. It's way more uh, uh, real, I guess, mm-hmm. is the way I put it. Like, it's it's who we are.
1: And I was thinking about on the way over just how I don't go to too many bars anymore. It's like I'm going to go to a brewery. Right. If I'm going to try different beers, you know, this is where I want to be. Um, so even if even this isn't, you know, the same genuine Listerman feel that I was used to, still rather be here than
0: well and that's like i i want a day where every every corner bar every restaurant that you walk in makes their own beer mm. like even if it's even if it's like some some little you know subway kind of place a little little sandwich shop and mm. they've got a little one barrel system in the back Like, well, yeah we got we got beer it's our beer it's uh, to be honest with you it's not that great guys but we're we're making it and we're yeah. having a really good time with it. And you got to try that. We're really excited about that. Like that's fun to me. Mm-hmm. I don't have to have the best beer in the universe. Every time I'm drinking a beer, mm-hmm. I want something that gives me an experience. And if I'm walking into a place and there's somebody that's making their own beer, automatically that experience is going to be different mm-hmm. than if I'm walking in and just grabbing, a, even if it's a, a, a great locally brewed beer or something, that that experience is going to be different. And I, that's what I want.
1: Right. And I think you said it before that, that these moments are more enjoyable trying that beer where you're out and you're, you're with somebody that b- makes the beer taste better. Right. Then, then, you know, I still enjoy a beer in the, in the basement or sure. watching the Olympics now, but it still is not the same. Curling. It's, yeah. Oof. Yeah.
0: I yeah. swear I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to be a curler. <laughs> that's the gnarly uh, curling team <laughs> starting up.
1: Uh, yeah. But it, it just, it's just, it's a better, that's what, that's what it's meant to be shared. Yeah. You know, um, the whole experience. Yeah, but so,
0: like, how many people right now around the city are sitting somewhere drinking some kind of macro lager, sitting in a bar that that doesn't mean anything? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's there's so much growth that we could have on that experience side of things that we're just we just haven't hit yet. And and so we
1: we keep talking about the the bubble, like how how far can Cincinnati go? Yeah. how
0: many more? How many breweries can
1: we can we you know, we lost a couple over COVID. Right. But um, I think a lot of that's equated to too, too big. Yeah. I like this small, you know, neighborhood, you know, brink, yeah. street side, you know, these little places that don't try to go too big.
0: Well, even there's even, you know, places like Firehouse Grill and Brewery over in Blue Ash. Mm-hmm. It's just a restaurant. They don't distribute. They don't. Hell, they serve other people's beer, too. Mm-hmm. But they make their own beer. Like. That to me is the future of 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 where this all goes. Like those type of places, you know. There's uh, there there's some other places around town that are that are kind of exploring the idea, and uh, there's that's fun. Yeah, that that gets me more excited almost than a new multi million dollar brewery sitting somewhere that is going to distribute and going to yeah. change the world. You mm. know, like, I, I, okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm, right. You know, I'm good on you, and that's that's fine. We need those places too, but. The things that get me really excited are that person down the street from me that's like, man, I, I really like making beer. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna find a way to start selling it. I, I'm gonna find a way to share it with somebody, and like that's fun. Like that, that's. So what would you have done if Listerman opened this huge, mega? Whew,
1: that I, mean, meant- I mean, it's yeah. fine.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I, I wish, wish it had a different name. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, and, that, and part of that's my own problem with, um forming these relationships in my head with my drinking experiences around places. Like mm-hmm. I, who I think Listerman is, is because of my experiences with Listerman, who I think that, um, uh, name any other brewery. And you know, <laughs> my experience with the, them is based on who they are right now. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's not fair to them uh, because it does put them in some kind of, uh, Mm -hmm. some kind of box that they aren't supposed to venture out of. But, um, but on the flip side, you know, when Ryan guys to mad tree, when they opened up, like I, I I knew who they were Mm -hmm. still know who they are and they're still the same as they were then. Mm -hmm. And they've been able to kind of grow and kind of adjust that and kind of um, change what that meant for them as a business. But they're still them. Yeah. I, I would I don't think Listerman, and I, I mean this with all of the love in the world. I don't think Listerman is meant to be a brewery that has 17 tap rooms around town. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're meant to be a brewery that's distributing to, to 10 States. I oh, don't you know, that's, that's not who they are. Some of that peanut butter Porter would be lost on the, Yeah, They would just yeah. it would uh, miss that. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people that would love that beer. Hmm. Come here and, and you know go down the street to the the tap room and drink it. Mm. In, in my opinion,
1: yeah, yeah, I think um, it would be it would be a far cry. And, and I'm curious what their overall plan is for you know years down the road. You know what's what's the you know a lot of, a lot of uh, what's the end game? Right. What what is success look like?
0: You know yeah, that was one of the questions that I've, I've gone away from asking that in interviews, and I should start back up. The first time we talked to a brewery, or I talked to a brewery, mm-hmm. um, uh, one of the questions I always asked somebody was, what, what's the measure of success? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what? what is that point in your head that you can look at this and say, we did what we're supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not that that's the end of the road, but what are you shooting for? You know, what... <laughs> Yeah, and I think followed quickly up with how big is too big.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and yeah, I remember toying around the idea like before when I was done with college and and thinking about what I want to do, and you know, going to Siebel Institute seemed like an idea. This was like oh five oh six somewhere around there, Um, but it was like you know how how much do you spend on going to brewing school, and then I don't have a marketing background. Like how do you how do you start up a brewery? It seemed like you had to you wanted to have everything. I wanted to have everything planned out before. Making that big leap of faith right. to go start a brewery, so um, so it just didn't seem plausible. And then you know, married kids, home brewing is is fine. It meets my needs. I still get to go out and try all these different beers and and talk about and nerd out about beer.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people who are brewing professionally that are unhappy w- with that sort of life. <laughs> you know, there's there's people that you know go from a really uh, what people would see as a prestigious job at a big brewery, you know shift brewing cranking out a bunch of beer to go either start their own little tiny place or get on with somebody else at a smaller place just to be able to uh express some of that creativity and stuff mm-hmm. that gets people into beer yeah um again it's that drinking experience I think that is really easy to kind of lose sight of of why why we drink why we sit around and and why we pick apart a beer in the first place? You know, it's, it's if a, yeah. If you're turning
1: out three batches of truth, you know, every, <laughs> as much as I love that beer as well, it's got its place. But it, it still would be. It's not as exciting. That's not why you get into beer. Well, it,
0: you're, and and not to take away from a place like like Rheingast or or Mad Tree or Braxton or and Braxton's a bad example. There, uh, there are places that are. Um, not as as manual as others you know mm-hmm. you are um you are you're working in a factory almost um and i i think that there are people that are bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and and and, and you know really eager to get into the industry that think it's going to be something that is not when you are you're in a job that is sustainable and 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 <laughs> you know has has benefits and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. like those are sometimes the jobs that don't have the um, uh, that aren't as fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're, as we'll put you're it that what way. they say like ninety percent cleaning and
1: uh, ten percent, the brewers. I mean, are yeah, glorified janitors. Not, I, I hopefully, don't get the emails about that. But yeah, I mean, right. it, it's 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 a lot of hard work, and and a lot of it is making sure your stuff can make it into somebody's glass, right? Clean, right? You know the way it's supposed to be. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of people that think they're going to get into uh, brewing beer and have this image in their head of, you know, crafting a recipe and, and, and sharing it with people and seeing people enjoying your beer when... And, and Reality, you are washing kegs and scrubbing mm. tanks and things mm. like that. It's it's very different world than you think it's going to be.
1: Yeah, I, I so that that part doesn't want me to quit my day job and right. and and uh, start doing that because yeah, I can still accomplish that four or five times a year. Spend the whole day brewing, and you know, in the end.
0: Well, yeah, it's it, you know trying to figure out what that what that thing is that that ignites that 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 spark inside you trying to understand what that is, finding ways to be able to still get that, mm. um, without, uh, well, without risking everything else. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. I
1: mean, throwing, it's a, it's a big venture. I mean, I don't know what Dan Listerman
0: did before. He was an engineer. Oh, okay. Well, that Yeah. Helps. You know, yeah he, he was, uh, but he, you know, when he started, uh, a big chunk of the business was manufacturing uh, you know, like equipment, like homebrew equipment. They're taking like these old dairy tanks and yeah, but no, but even like uh, smaller, little like mm. a, like there was a bottle filler that mm-hmm. he made that he patented that was mm, okay. you know, nobody had done that. So it was making the homebrewing process easier for other people. So the engineering side of it kind of worked into that. Mm-hmm. Um, the the brewing beer was the beer drinker side of his personality. It's like I I'm making all this stuff. Mm. Uh, I why not share it with other people yeah. in a way that we can sit around and have a beer together. Mm. Um, stumbled up upon a brewing system. Basically some lady was selling it. And um, uh, at that point it was like, oh, maybe we could, we could actually make beer here and be making all this other stuff that, uh, yeah. um, that, that is the business, you know? Mm. And so then it just kind of grew and evolved from that. But
1: yeah, yeah, I, don't, I, I think that uh, that helps a lot to have that interest in and that, that engineering background. You hear that a lot in, yeah. the, in, the, in the brewing industry. Oh, yeah.
0: there's, there's very different personalities that end up in this industry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> engineering is definitely one of them. Yeah. Uh, um, let's drink another beer. Yeah, number four. Uh, this is Godspeed Little Doodle. Uh, pastry stout. Uh, what does it say is in here? Yeah. This just makes me think of Ned Flanders. I know. <laughs> Uh, this is a collaboration with a band called Oakley Doakley, I guess. Is that the name of the band, really? Uh, with cinnamon, cookies, vanilla, and lactose. Now, this is definitely Listerman's current personality, I think. Um, yeah, it
1: it um, hits on all those points.
0: I mean, that, I, I think they definitely stay true
1: to, if they put it on the label or in the, the liner notes, it, it, you taste that. Or at least I do
0: and i oh, get, yeah i get that cinnamon. Oh, that's good yeah um i'm i would never consider myself a pastry stout I'm right on yeah nut yeah um but this is i mean that's that's really tasty it's almost not as um uh as stouty yeah <laughs> true <laughs> as, yeah it's, like it's almost like a like a big brown ale almost to me like it's got some good kind of uh, Maybe that's the cinnamon coming through too. Though. Mm. Like it gives it the kind of more rounded, um, roastier versus the um, like that real stri- sharp, yeah, kind of astringent. astringent, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah acrid
1: flavor. Yeah, I, I've noticed a lot of the stouts recently. Some of the pastry, but they've been that softer note of of. It's not that um,
0: old Rasputin. Um, it, it goes back to that difference between porters and stouts, mm-hmm. which. Depending on who you ask, is, you know, stouts are supposed to have that, that, you know, the the darker roasted malt that kind of gives you some of that sharp kind of mm. uh, bitters, not the astringent, I think is the yeah. better, the better, better way to put it. Um, versus porters, which are supposed to be a little more easy drinking and a little mm. bit more just that roasted, yeah, um, malt. chocolate malts. And, yeah. um,
1: I think some of the, it's a roasted barley and, um, and the just it,
0: black, I feel like black patent. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we should call this the paste reporter because that is that, that that is good. Yeah, I and and, and it's like a dark yeah, ruby dark. red.
1: Um but yeah, it 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 does not it's and it's not as heavy again I'm not having a full pint of it, but it it is smooth.
0: I like that a lot actually. And maybe it's because everything else we've had is fairly light mm-hmm. aside from Nutcase, but um and I don't know
1: what the cook- cookies are. Let's see, maybe Oreos or like a they—they mm-hmm.
0: um, they might say Oreos though, if it was if it was cookies. Uh, no, they would not say Oreos. Oh well, that's true. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> they, uh, they might find some clever way to say mm-hmm. it, but uh, yeah, I'm curious what kind of cookie is in there. Um, I feel like the there's probably something some kind of hint here with with doodle or something mm. um is there a doodle cookie someone doodle or mm. no but it, it is yeah it i'm not a huge pastry stout fan
1: either i just um again when i have a be when i have beers i want to have a couple of them and if i have a pastry stout i feel like that's one and done i'm like yeah I'm, yeah
0: I, when that, I'm, again i i like that experience of sitting around and just drinking beer with mm, people mm. and if it's a big beer there's less of it that you're able to do that with. And it kind of takes away from that experience. That, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll sit and have one beer with you. Yeah. Yeah. No fun comes yeah. after one beer. <laughs> like it's always that, that drawn out process, mm-hmm. even if it's the same amount of alcohol you're consuming. Sure. It's, it's the process of drinking beer yeah. that, that makes it fun. Right. Um, so yeah, when I'm out and about, I'm probably not grabbing a, uh, a, a big Hi, ABV beer. What is this one? Well, and this one's only eight percent. That's not bad. No. But so the, the
1: the the brownies are made with love. Is one that's twelve percent. Yes. So, so yeah. but this still this still bridges the gap of eight percent for a stout. You know, gets on that edge of imperial or or what was the other? There was imperial. There was another name. Uh, double. I mean, you yeah, say double. Double, yeah.
0: double. You know, that doesn't use use for stout too often. Yeah. Uh, more IPAs, I yeah. guess. Which. Um is interesting that it's <laughs> latched yeah. onto that style but not this one. Um I'm trying to think if there's another yeah, typically the stout it's always imperial. Yeah, well, that you know yeah, I've I've seen some people say double stout before yeah. but but this I mean yeah, this is
1: this hits it and um I don't get a bunch of sweetness on the back end that
0: Maybe that's maybe that is what I like about it too is it's not overly I mean it's a it's a sweet beer yeah. but Not in like a, um, not in a candy kind of way. Yeah,
1: it's not like a port or you know, it's. Yeah, I I feel like I could do a full snifter of this and and still be, and still be
0: happy to have another. Yeah, that's tasty. I like that. Um, Again, funny. Again, what is this place? (laughs) Because one of the beers that stood out to me the most right now is the pastry stout. So, Mm. uh, what are what is the personality of this what are they trying to what are they trying to put forward to people um if i'm getting a pizza i'm not drinking a pastry style with mm, a pizza true i don't know uh what are what are your overall kind of Im- impressions after sitting here for a little bit having a couple of beers um, if somebody asked you tomorrow and said hey tell me about the trail house what would you tell them it's quiet at least very it quiet. Is quiet today. I, mean, I, I don't know how actually quiet it is versus the headphones and, yeah. and the mouth, but it um, feels very quiet.
1: But I would I would probably recommend going to the main place first if you've never been to the main, the the, the original.
0: Ooh, that's interesting. So you have a person that hasn't been to either one. Yeah. You got to mm. try the first place. Because
1: mm-hmm. I had a friend uh, hanging out with last night that he said, he, he's the one who told me about it as well. And he said, we went to, after a Xavier game, we went to the, the original and it was packed. Yeah. So he just walked up the street. go to the next one and he said it was you know much more accessible getting in and out yeah and that's another thing too accessibility like think about I mean there's probably I don't think you get into the old one with if you're on crutches or in a wheel well that there's steps
0: you you can yeah so you probably have to be there's two doors yeah so the the main door into the tap room there's no steps there to get Mm -hmm. into that little part of the tap room right and then on the other side, all the way down at the end, there's another door into the tap room up mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. You can get in up there. Right. By but the you, can't, side. you can't go back and forth. Right.
1: But yeah, into <laughs> and, and the bathroom. like I don't know. It, but, but so this place is, seems very accessible. Yeah, this um, is... Big sidewalks in the front. Um.
0: Okay, so here's, here's another thing that i have just looking around. I've noticed that I would change if I was building this place. These should all be garage doors for mm-hmm. the summer. So they have a b- big patio out front over here mm-hmm. is all patio space and they have like just normal doors and then big mm. glass windows those should definitely be uh, garage doors
1: and they're just leasing this space right
0: uh, i don't know all the details oh, yeah.
1: but i mean there there are this seems a little bit more like a sports bar too like there are TVs yeah. which is nice for some people like if you wanted to go and have pizza and watch watch yeah that's the, true uh, March Madness coming up like this would be I'd recommend this over the original
0: place. Yeah, there's what one TV? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, which I remember
1: Jason always had to to uh, Premier League, which I which I enjoy soccer, but right. but again you're you're you have to fight the Brewers over access. Where's the remote? Right. Here, there's um, I mean probably ten at least. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and 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 going back to your point, like I would. I would recommend, you know, my father-in-law would like coming here cuz he wants to have this kind of prettier experience versus right. the rustic uh, you know, the original yeah,
0: the more more restaurant, less taproom. Yeah,
1: where you have to have you have to drink a fryer bacon before you can try anything else <laughs> at the <laughs> at the original.
0: Yeah, it um and and that being said, they have you know, Listerman has come a long way with the original tap room of that experience. Definitely. Like, the bathrooms are really nice now. Mm-hmm. Like that's important to a lot of, a lot of those folks that like, I don't want to go to a tap room. I don't want to, I want to, you know, deal with all of the, uh, uh, the craft beerness of a place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I think a lot of those things are, um, accessibility, bathrooms, food, and, all of those things, I think Listerman has worked really hard in that old space to fix mm-hmm. and make it a little more comfortable and um, accessible to, uh, to to some of the people that don't like the uh, the rugged nature of some tap rooms. But it's done in a very different way than a place like this. Yeah, this is... Um,
1: I mean... I think once you get over, again, I think it, this comes back to you and, 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 and myself feeling that what Listerman should be. Yeah. And or what we knew it coming up in this beer scene, um, versus what they can be going forward. And I think as you sit here longer, maybe it's a couple of years, but it, it does feel like it does warm up on you. It's just, it's, it's fine. It's just that bright. Again, when you first walk in, you're like, Oh, this is Listerman. Did that come to
0: the right place? Yeah. Um, yeah I, I i don't I don't dislike this place at all but um, I, if i if I just pulled my phone out and took a picture going this direction away from the the taps that are obviously all the same brewery mm-hmm. um, there's nothing that says that this is a brewery at all
1: that's true too
0: yeah it does yeah
1: you'd have no point in the the idea that it, that it's even Listerman really or that it's any other brewery. I, that, and that's been one thing I've noticed recently is all these breweries from even inside Ohio, moving to different parts of Ohio, yeah. putting up a brew pub. That's a great or, point. Or a, you know, platform did it downtown. Yeah, BrewDog. Um, yeah, BrewDog. But they're not brewing anything there. Right. Um, some of them are taking, like you, you talked about Braxton, are taking over the you know the three points and, and taking over that space. But um, this is like a new model because what you're making, you're going to make money.
0: But there's there are places you know going back to you know March first is a good example of mm. the, there are some of their locations they don't actually brew there mm. you know they took over the old Woodburn space mm. pulled out the brew house yeah. put in a kitchen and some more seating and um, yet it still kind of it still feels like a brewery mm. like it's mm. still uh, and I don't know what it is that is that thing that makes it feel that way. Mm. Um, Hmm. because it's it's a very fancy, very nice place, very, very polished, mm-hmm. yet it still feels, it has some kind of a, a soul there. And I don't want to say that yeah. the trail house the soul is soulless because mm-hmm. that sounds bad. But <laughs> Yeah, I wonder <laughs> it's what a, it is. But it is a hair soulless in here right now. That I'll, I'll say well, it. I, well, because even say the, it.
1: the place of the firehouse grill up in Sharonville, because they were a brew when I first moved here, Um, or before, I think it was before I moved here, I visited once just, it was, was it what? Not Watts. Watson brothers yeah, yeah. Watson brothers yeah. That, and you could see the whole big right yeah. in your face yeah and that's what I think of is uh, anytime I look at a brew pub or anything I want to see the tanks yeah, I want to see what you're brewing on um, so it's interesting but for me that's like that's what I think of when I a brew pub or something I want to see what you're doing
0: but there are there are a lot of places now that tuck that away for you know Saunder is a great example Saunders is a oh, great great yeah. Cincinnati brewery Mm-hmm. but when you walk in and you sit in the tap room, you can't see the brew house. Mm-hmm. When you're driving up, you know, it's there. There are some windows and you can see inside. You see the big grain silo, all that stuff, but you don't see the brew house at all mm-hmm. when you're sitting in the tap room, mm-hmm. but it still feels like a craft brewery. Yeah. It's so just there's, so big. there's something there that mm-hmm. makes it feel like a craft brewery. Whereas this doesn't feel like a craft brewery. It feels mm-hmm. like a restaurant and that's, that's okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I don't know what it is. It's a, it's a good point you make as well. Like where, where is that line of what what defines the feel?
0: Yeah, yeah. It's something that I think a lot of places are going to have to uh, deal with, understand, and balance in the coming years, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially as places do try to grow and try to incorporate new sides of their personality and, and new growth strategies like this into it. I think that um, finding ways to... Give it some soul is is very important. Mm -hmm. And again, I don't mean this as a dig, but the trail house doesn't have any soul. (laughs) Said it. I'll say it.
1: (laughs) And it it could be eventually. Yeah, you're right. Um, It could be they find their spot. You know, need more Listerman signs. They need that.
0: They need. They need a lot of things like that. Something that um, lets people know. That this is something bigger than just a pizza restaurant, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in my opinion. If mm-hmm. if if you guys want my opinion, that's that's my opinion. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you are. Um,
1: yeah, because honestly, there's as much Xavier
0: stuff here as there are Listerman. Stuff. Yeah,
1: which I get it. That's it's their close and it's that time of year.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm trying to be nice because I'm. Uh, yeah. Not originally from Cincinnati, so it's it's I get it. Like Cincinnati loves being Cincinnati, in my opinion. Yeah, you know, and and I'm embracing that. 13 years in here, I can appreciate all of it.
0: Yeah, I I think that what they've done with this place is great. I think um, enabling a way for Listerman to keep growing is very important. Um, I I think that this has every opportunity to be a success for Listerman. Um, There are definitely a few things that I would change. And there are some things that I would definitely would not change. There, there are definite um, things that take a spin off of what the other space is. That is very important to have those different types of spaces. Um, So there's pluses and minuses. Yeah. Um, Let's wrap it up. Yeah. That's a show. Um, for anybody from Listerman that might be listening to this, we we love you very much. The beer is fantastic. Uh, uh, this is a very needed addition to um, to what Listerman is going to be going forward. Um, take all of this as a as a positive, constructive criticism.
1: <laughs> yeah, I agree. The beer is great, um, and that ultimately is that's what's going to drive me. To a place. You know, the beer the beer has to be hundred percent. The beer has to be fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. Experience, beer. Experience, but 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 if I if I go and I'm disappointed by the beer, I'm I'm probably not gonna come back. You know. Unless unless my wife tells me we have to go back. I'm going back. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, thank you for having me on. Of course. Thanks for
0: thanks for making some time and hanging out and uh uh reaching out and uh answering the call on social media. Yeah, it's Uh, fun to be
1: a part of because I listen to the you know the podcast and it's just fun to be in on the the whole experience. I, I hope
0: to do more shows like this in the coming, uh, the coming season. New season starts in in March. That's our anniversary for the show. So as season eight starts, we're going to hopefully do more things like this because I think it definitely gives a different a different voice to to all of this because um, sometimes it's easy to get wrapped up in um, the the marketing talk of of what a place is and. Um, or is not. and Sometimes you need that other, you need that other, that other perspective. Yeah. And this, this forces me to get out of that, uh, that mindset too. So yeah, thank cheers. you very much. And um, for anybody who has not been to the trailhouse, come to the trailhouse. It is, it is nice. It is a really great place to go sit down and have some dinner and have some great beer. Um, it is definitely different than Listerman. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It actually is a positive that it offers a very different type of experience than what you've come to to know from the other space so um i, I do think that's a good thing so <laughs> check them out and uh and or, or or if you hate pizza go go to the other uh, uh, the other tap room and <laughs> steal <my pizza> there. <laughs> they still have pizza there
1: this have good beer
0: <laughs> that's right they still have good beer uh we'll be back next week um I don't actually know. Oh, I do. Next week is Bach Week. We are mm. going to be drinking a whole bunch of Bach beer. Probably eating some sausage because we're going to talk about the sausage queen.
1: Mm. Truly <laughs> genuine uh, we, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, talk about the different sides of the personality of what makes Cincinnati beer. <laughs> there's there's a lot to it. Uh, Cincy Brewcast. It's the voice of Cincy Craft.